Welcome to a new episode of the Primary History Podcast. Today I want to explore with you some of the types of knowledge that we have looked at in our seminars. In seminars we have looked at types of knowledge in history and linked this to some of the terminology used by Ofsted and the recent research review papers and of course in the Common Core Framework, the CCF. Whilst the terminology is new, what they allude to is not. The content and the way we approach history remains the same, although the focus may have shifted to valuing the retrieval of facts more than the process of finding out. The first type of knowledge to consider is that of disciplinary knowledge. What does that mean? Well, as the word disciplinary might indicate, here we are thinking about the discipline of history as a subject rather than the subject knowledge itself. Therefore, we are thinking of what it means to be a historian, to think as a historian, to possess the characteristics and attributes that we associate with being a historian, to know about the key principles, to look for a reasoned interpretation of the past that considers aspects of history such as change and continuity, cause and effect. In demonstrating disciplinary knowledge, children would demonstrate that they know there are protocols and procedures in initiating an inquiry. We have looked at an inquiry model in other seminars. Substantive knowledge can be seen as the subject knowledge, knowledge as fact. This is concerned with dates, figures, events and the stories of the past. It includes what can be referred to as chronological knowledge which means the facts and details associated with a certain topic or era. For example, how many times the Romans invaded Britain, what Romans ate, where the Romans came from. It also includes accepted truths in history. Did King Alfred really burn the cakes? Did Sir Walter Raleigh really lay down his cloak for Queen Elizabeth? Or are these stories metaphors for other things, for the values of the times, or the attitudes of the times, or the circumstances? The implications for accepted truths existing could highlight the need for criticality and for critical thinking and a questioning stance when considering evidence. Clear links here then to the component parts of history, more of this later, and the overall knowledge of history, disciplinary knowledge. Substantive knowledge is also concerned with fingertip knowledge, the kind of knowledge that children in their history learning will encounter again and again. An example of this would be the word invasion. Children will encounter this word when they study the Romans. They will form an understanding of what an invasion is, what it means, what's happening, an association with violence, of taking over land, of misplacing people, an association with fear, of an enforced change. Then later in their studies they will encounter the word again, this time in relation to the Vikings for instance. But this time there's already an existing understanding of what invasion means and they are adding to their existing understanding their schema by adding this new knowledge to the new context. So developing fingertip knowledge or residue knowledge is part of the role of the teacher and may incorporate techniques such as spaced learning into their lesson design. 
I mentioned earlier component knowledge and in history we can see that this is best seen as a breakdown of key skills and the key principles as well as abilities and attributes that we associate with being a historian. In earlier seminars and podcasts we have considered aspects of history, this being anything that influences or shapes our understanding of the past and this very much aligns with the idea of component parts adding together to create one whole composite picture. So we can see that skills, concepts, attitudes and values as well as a progression of the key principles are the component parts of history which leaves the composite knowledge as the final comprehension of an era or topic. It is an understanding of the past or of a particular event in the past. Arguably, things are never that clear cut. For instance, in history, a historian never arrives at a complete objective understanding of the past, as there is always another interpretation, a new piece of evidence, a change in focus, another way of looking at things, which means that an end point is never met. You will, in your reading, also encounter phrases such as a knowledge-rich curriculum and powerful knowledge. And again, we have looked at these in our seminars. In both cases, the focus is on knowledge, on facts, and the ability of the children to recall them. It pays little attention to the process of history and the process of finding out about history. And this is to overlook much of what we recognise the subject of history to be about. In terms of instigating an inquiry, we look at the five-stage model provided by the Historical Association, and this clearly shows the opportunities for children to follow a protocol and to be a historian, and to infer, and to deduce, to make judgments, and to think about the sources and the evidence that they are using in order to form conclusions and create that picture of the past. Understanding the different types of knowledge is important in your development of understanding what it means to investigate primary history. Thank you for listening.